Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? In John 4, verse 7, there are four simple words from Jesus Christ that constituted a simple request. Give me to drink. And from that simple request, we see a beautiful conversation come forth that is as applicable today as it was then. Thank you to our Jay Webb, and greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on our studies here on the International Gospel Hour. We treasure every listener, and we're thankful you've taken time to study with us today. Give me to drink. Again, from this simple request in John 4 and verse 7, a beautiful conversation took place, one that many could not imagine, especially at that time. Here is a Jewish man asking a Samaritan woman for a drink of water. Sitting in Sychar, that is known as, or formerly known as, Shechem on a well, this request came forth. Jesus was on a journey, and he stopped to drink. After all, he was weary. Now, let's look toward the end of this discussion in John four twenty-eight through 30 The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Now, as we read through verse 30, we cannot help but to see how genuine, how beautiful, and the respect of this conversation that dealt with salvation, worship, and life. What else could this woman do other than Go to the city and say, Come, see a man. You know what's amazing? She left her water pot. That was her purpose for coming out, to draw water. She even said to the men that would listen to her, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Now, could you imagine that by itself is going to catch attention? Could this be the Christ? Well, they came out of the city because they wanted to see. Could it be the Christ? Well, it was. And that woman, by simply saying, Come see a man, is making that request even to this day. It's a wonderful thought, isn't it? And for our time together, well, come see a man. But first, our J. Webb will tell us a little more about that man and our studies that we offer absolutely free. Kind listeners, Would you love to know more about Jesus? To know more of the victory one has in Christ? We have a special study in one booklet called Victory in Jesus, and it is absolutely free. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type 
Victory Study. We'll send it as soon as possible. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. Come, dear friends, let's see a man who is the Christ. We again return to John, the fourth chapter, in verses 25 and 26. The conversation at the well when the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Oh, wow, imagine that conversation. The Christ who is divine. In Matthew 1 and verse 23, he was to be called Emmanuel, meaning rather, or interpreted God with us. And in John 1 and verse 1, we read, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And later in John 1 verse 14, the Word, Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus not only was physical, but he was divine. This is why he could tell the woman at the well all these things. Let's see a man who is the Christ who has all authority given by the Father. In John 17 and verse 8, in his prayer to the Father, he acknowledged to the Father that he had given the apostles the words that the Father had given him. And Jesus in John 6:38 said, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. The Hebrew writer in Hebrews 1 and verse 2 reminds us, that in these last days he is spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. To see the Christ as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, as we note from John 1.14, we know that he is the one the Father sent, and that is very clear. John, or rather in Acts 4 and verse 12, shall we say, that we realize that there is salvation in none other name, no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Come, let's see a man who is the Christ. There is nobody else that could ever make that claim. When there are those who have claimed to be Jesus Christ, we understand, folks, that they do not pan out to become Christ. There was only one, Jesus Christ, who died, he was buried, he's resurrected, and he is on the right hand of the Father, and praise be to God. Number two. Come see a man who teaches us how to worship. We again go to John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. When Jesus told that sweet woman at the well, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. First and above all, let us realize that God is the audience and He is the one whom our worship should please. Only God should be worshipped. And that is the statement of the Christ to the devil in Matthew 4 and verse 10. Today, could our worship assemblies be more that are accustomed to please us? Maybe to go more of an entertainment value rather than to engage God with our worship? Let's keep in mind that God is the audience. He is the one to whom we are to please with our worship and not ourselves. And, dear friends, if we please God, He will bless us. The guidelines for worship are listed in verse 24. To worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit is designed for the human heart to reach up or to have the right approach. 
I want to come to God with the right attitude, the right spirit in my worship. And in truth means I am going by the guidelines of which God has brought forth. In John 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we understand that is the truth that is in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 4:21. Has it ever occurred to you that God has always instructed His people what He expects in worship? Our reading through the, New, through the Old Testament, rather, tells us of all the feasts and the things that should be observed. Dear friends, in the New Testament, we see how our worship should be brought forth to God. When the churches assemble upon the first day of the week, number one, do we observe the Lord's Supper each week as they did in the New Testament? That upon the first day of the week they gathered together to break bread in Acts 20 and verse 7, a synecdoche or approach that they came together to observe the Lord's Supper. And the instruction is clear in 1 Corinthians 11:23 through 28 of how we are to observe the Lord's Supper that the bread of which we partake is the body of Christ, and the blood or the fruit of the vine of which we partake is the blood that was shed upon the cross, and we have a remembrance of the death of Christ when we assemble together upon the first day of the week. When we gather together and sing songs of praise unto God, it is of interest when we look in the New Testament that this was a command of the entire congregation, and not necessarily just a few, or maybe a peace band or a choir, But in singing, we all lift our voices to God. In Ephesians 5 and verse 19, we're taught to bring forth and to sing and to make the melody in our hearts. The word melody there means to pluck the string, and God gives us the instrument there, the heart. I remember some years ago, a gentleman told me, he said, Jeff, by nature, I am a musician. So the other night where I attend worship, we stopped playing an instrument and just listened to the singing. He said it was so encouraging and you could understand the words. And, dear friends, singing is an instruction as well, Colossians 3, verse 16. Praying is part of our worship to God as we pray to the Father, as acknowledged in John 14 and verse 14 that we ask of Him. Even the giving of our means in Acts 20 and verse 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the instruction brought forth in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 of how we give. And then, of course, teaching, as commanded in Matthew 28 and verse 20, and or preaching, as we note from Mark 16, verse 15, and Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and following. God has given us guidelines of how our worship should be. Dear friends, where you attend worship, are you worshiping God in spirit and in truth according to the Word of God? Well, we can come see a man who teaches us how to worship. We're going to wrap up in just a moment, but first of all, A final word from R.J. Webb, and I'll be right back. We appreciate you listening today, and please take a moment to like and follow the International Gospel Hour on Facebook as well as Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at Our underscore Gospel. That's H-O-U-R underscore Gospel. This will keep you updated with our latest efforts, allow you to send a private message, or to know when the International Gospel Hour will be in your area. Follow us on social media. And now, here's Jeff. As we conclude our thoughts today on Come See a Man, we go once again to John 4.14. Come see a man who teaches salvation. Jesus told that woman, Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, 
But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into life eternal, or everlasting life. And dear friends, we are to be obedient in his word. In Matthew seven twenty one, Jesus said, Not everyone who saith unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father. Let's come see a man and do his will today. Thank you, dear friends, for joining me in this study today on the International Gospel Hour. And let's continue our studies together, shall we? We look forward to hearing from you. And thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.